Hello, welcome to another episode of Pure Nonsense. I hope you are doing so well. Today's episode is going to be kind of almost the same thing as last week's, but not really. So last week's episode was about relationship red flags. And by relationship, I mean like romantic partners, not friends or family. That was about like romantic partner, red flags, things to look out for, all of that. And once I started thinking about red flags, I started thinking about those red flags, but in the business world. Like if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, whether you are I don't know whether you're talking about other business owners or potential customers, stuff like that. There are some business red flags and I wanted to talk about those even though, yes, it's very similar to last week's episode. So I hope this isn't boring. I hope it doesn't seem repetitive. The red flags are completely different because this really is a different topic. So I think I think it's perfectly fine. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And business red flags, they're things, like I said, that can either be from other business owners. So, okay, put yourself in the position of a business owner or maybe you work for another business and you're dealing with customers or just something like that. Literally any job, it could be whatever. But I'm going to be talking about it from the standpoint of a business owner kind of giving tips, but also I am literally so far from... um an expert at this? Like, come on. I, I know that I have literally nothing to go off for this almost other than starting my business in 2021 and growing it from then up until where I am right now. That's my only experience with this. I'm not an 85 year old who has owned a billion dollar company in my lifetime, you know? So take it with a grain of salt. But The business red flags that I'm going to be talking about, they can either come from other business owners, your potential customers, or things that you are actually doing yourself from time to time that you might not notice at the moment that might be kind of hurting your business, things like that. So I'm also going to put another disclaimer here. These red flags that I'm going to talk about, they do not mean that you're a bad person, that you're a bad business owner, that your business is failing, that if you've done any of these in the past oh my God, your life's over. Not even close. Okay, absolutely not. These are just things that you might want to either watch out for or things that you might want to change about the way you're going about your business just to better, you know, your overall experience, maybe your customer's experience when you're running your business and all of that stuff. So I keep saying, I keep saying something and then I'm like, okay, so sorry if that's annoying, but The red flags that I'm talking about today, they do not only go for baking. So if you know me, you know that my business is baking and designing wedding cakes. And then I've got the social media aspect of my business. And that's that's what I do. That's my business. But these red flags do not only go for baking by any means. Like I said at the beginning, you could work for a company. You could own a clothing line. You could own a candle making business. You could be, you could, you could do anything. These red flags go for you. So I wanted to make sure that it was kind of all inclusive, that it wasn't just, okay, if you are a baker in North Carolina and you are also in your twenties, here are some red flags. Like, no, this needs to be a whole realm of things just to try and kind of, I don't know, make it make more sense. 
if that makes sense. And also, I told you I am not an expert by any means, obviously. Obviously, I am not an expert, and there are plenty of times where I personally slip up. I probably do things that are hurting my business in the long run, and I have to reevaluate situations, figure out the best ways to respond and move forward just in order to, you know, grow my business in the best way possible. So, again, take everything with a grain of salt, but I do think that these red flags, I feel like they're... I. I really do think that they're important to recognize, and if you are doing them or if you experience them in any way, whether it's from another business, customers, something like that, it's good to either take a step back, kind of just remove yourself from the situation, just let it be, or reevaluate it for yourself, figure out the best thing to change, the best way to change it, and then move forward from there. So, all of that being said, let's get into it. All right, so the first business red flag that I have on my list is lack of transparency. So both current and potential customers obviously want to know what they're buying, who's making it, where it's made, all of that. If you're trying to grow on social media or even if you just want to kind of elevate your website a little bit, maybe you're not into the whole social media aspect of businesses nowadays, that's totally fine. If you just want to elevate your website and the information that you're putting out there for your business, showing people who you are, why you love what you do, what the product or service consists of, and yes, I mean like the details and everything, not just the general overview that has no meaning, that can really take your business to the next level. This is just going to make people feel so much more comfortable with you, and it really is important, especially when they're going to be spending money on your products. Because when it comes to showing the details of your product to your potential customers, all of that, once you're able to do that, once you're able to identify the details that go into making whatever it is you make or whatever it is you're providing the customer with, if you can show them those details, they're going to trust you right off the bat so much more. They are absolutely going to trust you more if you can tell them what's in the product, why you love making it, why you do what you do. It's going to make a lot more sense to them. And then it's going to just kind of push them to order from you aside from, or I mean, it's going to, it's going to make them want to order from you more than just, you know, a, a large corporation where they don't really get any details. They kind of just see the photo of the product and that's all they're getting. I feel like this is like this is one of my favorite things with small businesses you really do get to see all of the behind the scenes you get to have a tangible product or service in the end whatever it is you're paying for but when you order from a small business the detail that goes into it and the things that you get to learn about the product and the people that made it where it was made all of that it is just so much nicer i feel like to order from a small business as opposed to those larger corporations. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love Amazon. I love Target. I love stores like that. Of course. Who doesn't? Let's be honest with ourselves. Who doesn't? But when it comes to like cute little handmade gifts or unique items or just anything handmade, anything custom, ordering from a small business feels so much better because when you receive your product, 
it, like you know everything about it. You know who made it. You feel like you were kind of a part of the process. It's really exciting in my opinion. So being able to be transparent with your potential customers and like I said, even your current customers, if they have follow-up questions, all of that, being transparent with them is so important so that they know what they're spending their money on. And so this brings me into my next red flag. And also, this is a red flag if you don't have transparency. So when I said lack of transparency, that's the red flag part. Being transparent is necessary. So that's the way to fix it. If you feel like on your website, on your social media, when you're talking to people in person and all of that, if you are not being transparent, that's where the red flag comes in. If you want to eliminate that red flag, if you want to learn from it and grow from it in order to help your business, go ahead and kind of elevate your website a little bit. Start posting things on your business social media accounts that kind of give those behind the scenes looks with the reels and the TikToks and posting on your story in the captions of your posts kind of give an overview of what went into it or where it was made or who it was made for and why you loved working on it and your favorite part about it. Maybe ask people, you know, this is my favorite part. What's your favorite part? What do you want to see more of? Make sure you're giving your customers a chance to get all of their questions answered because if you can't answer their questions or if you don't want to answer their questions, that's going to be a little fishy. And I mean, you got to put yourself in the customer's position. That's going to be very fishy. You have to give them a reason to order from you, a reason to trust you, because if they can trust you, they're going to tell their family and friends. They're going to come back a second time, a third time, a fourth time. They're going to be a repeat customer, and they're going to feel like they're a part of the process. They are going to trust you. They are going to feel like you truly do care about what you're doing, which you should. If you're starting a business, if you want to love your job, if you truly want to grow your business into something important, you do need to love what you're doing. You need to be passionate about it. You need to know why you do what you do. There needs to be a reason behind it. And once you kind of get in the groove of really just knowing what you're doing and being transparent about that, your business is going to grow because, I, like I said, people are going to trust you more. They're going to like you more. You're, And that's how you grow a business, in all honesty. If we're talking about, like, personal life stuff, you don't have to have everyone loving you every second of the day, obviously. And I'm going to get into another red flag as well that kind of goes into that whole aspect of stuff, like being a, uh, um, a people pleaser. That was a tongue twister for some reason. That's another red flag that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, but the whole transparency aspect of running a business. Make sure you can answer people's questions. Make it easy for them to access those answers. Like I said, put it on your website, put it on your social media, and then of course, when they reach out to you with those questions, answer them. Don't don't ask obviously ask them questions as well as you need to. But just make sure you're transparent with your customers because they truly will trust you more and it just, it really helps your business grow. All right, so the next red flag that I have on my list is placing meaningless labels on your products. I cannot tell you how many times I see titles like luxury, exclusive, high-end, 
attached to products or services that honestly aren't really that different from everything else that's already in the market. If you're going to label your products as being better than the other offerings that customers have available to them, whether that's online, if it's in the same local area for delivery, all of that stuff, if you're going to put those labels on your products, you have to provide your customers with the reason as to why your products are better. So this goes into the full transparency aspect. If you can be fully transparent as to why you have labeled your item as luxury, perfectly fine. That's awesome, right? If you're going to say that you offer, for example, like luxury clothing, but you use the same fabric and the same materials as every other fashion designer in your area, then you're kind of just throwing those words around with no meaning, right? And this is honestly going to make you look worse to potential customers than if you just left that word out altogether because if they do come to you and ask, hey, why is this a luxury sweater compared to the the regular sweater that's 10 minutes down the road, you know? And if you can't explain to them why it's luxury or if you start kind of just mumbling or kind of just throwing filler words out there, not really answering their question... It's not going to make any sense to them, and they're just going to go somewhere else. So if you do have a reason to use those specialty words and phrases and stuff like that, then absolutely go for it. That's amazing. Go for it. And then put those reasons on your website, on your social media. Because if I scroll through social media accounts for businesses, and they're talking about how luxurious their items are, how it's exclusive and high-end... But their videos and posts look pretty much the same as everyone else's. I don't understand why it's luxurious. And then when their prices triple everyone else in the market, it doesn't really make much sense, right? So just make sure that you explain to your customers, again, this could be on your website. This could be on the order form that's on your website. If you want to put a little disclaimer, you know, hey, my pricing is higher for this reason, stuff like that. If you want to, just make sure that you explain it to them, why they're paying that higher price, why your products are considered quote-unquote luxury as opposed to just being at the same level as your competitors. Because if there truly is no reason, then it honestly will make you look worse to those customers and you might be losing customers because of that lack of transparency, which I talked about in my first red flag. So yeah, I feel like, because honestly, if you do scroll through Instagram or TikTok, which is, you know, those are the two most popular social media platforms for starting a small business, right? We, I mean, that's what I do. I don't do the TikTok stuff because unfortunately I get addicted to TikTok. (laughs) So I, I don't have it. I don't want it on my phone. I don't want anything to do with it. But I do have Instagram. I love it. It's helped me grow my business so, so much. And I will also scroll through other small business accounts, either on the Explore page, people that I've met in person, just to check out what they're up to. And there have been some instances where I see these kind of just filler words being thrown around with no actual meaning. And then when I continue to scroll through their page, trying to find an answer like, oh, this is luxury catering service. Let me see why it's luxury. And, you know, do they get their ingredients from 
some supplier that no one else has access to? Do they have their own chicken coop where they get all of their eggs and do they raise their own cattle and stuff like that? And it's like, no, they get their ingredients where I get mine from Costco. They get their materials from Amazon and the craft store. And it, you know, at at that point, it's like, sure, maybe they're creating a unique product because it looks different or they, they have different offerings on their menu than other businesses that do the same thing in the area. But at that point, you know, maybe use the word unique as opposed to luxurious or exclusive and high end. Because when you start throwing those words around, it's going to get really jumbled. It's not going to make any sense if you don't have a genuine reason behind it. And that's just going to lose the trust of your either current or potential customers. And nobody wants that. So now, red flag number three. This is what I was talking about earlier. This is actually my final red flag because I have a handful of things to say about this one. But the mindset of the customer is always right. This can be so harmful to your business. It's to the point where it's not even funny. I have worked at a couple different places throughout college and stuff like that where, of course, I'm working for someone else, right? I didn't have my my own business at that point, but I was working for someone else and you would be told, you know, the customer is always right. Just smile, you know, if they're causing a problem, come and get the manager, let them know, they'll handle it. But as a part-time employee, you can't do anything. You just have to stand there and smile and nod, even if someone is being absolutely ridiculous right to your face if they have just the most ridiculous requests. Maybe they're calling you names, things like that. It's like, okay, at some point in my personal opinion, the customer is not always right. Now, if you have a customer that is truly upset about their product, if they have a serious question, they really do need assistance if something actually is wrong with what they're trying to purchase, what they've already purchased, things like that, you absolutely need to help them and be understanding with their concerns, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm the owner of this business. You can't tell me anything. It's like, no, obviously customers are going to have questions Obviously, with life, nobody's perfect. No thing is perfect. So there are going to be issues from time to time, and you need to be willing to deal with those issues by saying, okay, um, I'm so sorry that happened with the product you ordered. Let me fix that for you. Stuff like that. You you have to understand that that's going to happen eventually, right? Now, you don't want that to happen every day. If that's happening every day, there's a problem. But you do need to understand that things are going to happen. That's life. It's perfectly fine. And also, if you put yourself in the customer's shoes, if you're going to spend like hundreds of dollars on a product or something, you would also want it to be as close to perfect as possible, obviously. So you do have to look at it from the standpoint of, okay, is this person upset for an actual reason? And if so, what's a nice, calm way to go about it? How can I respond to them by saying, you know what, here is here's what happened for X, Y, and Z reasons, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, This is how I'm going to solve it for you. I am so sorry. I hope you have a wonderful day. All of that stuff. Make sure you handle it in a calm, cool, and collected way. Don't start. <laughs> if a cu- That's the thing. If a customer is like yelling at you, calling you names, because personally, that's never happened to me, thank God. But I know that that happens to plenty of businesses. That happens to plenty of people all the time throughout life. And if you were to stand there as the business owner, or even if you're just a part-time employee for another company, if that customer is calling you names, being really rude to you, for you to then turn around and be like, well, you know what? Screw you, blah, blah, blah. Then you're in the wrong at that point. Then that's that's just ridiculous. Just let other people that are hot-headed get it out of their system. Let them do whatever they want to do and let them walk away, okay? If you just want to be like, ma'am, you're being a little ridiculous right now, you're going to need to sit down and I will get this solved for you if you can calm down. And then if they still don't calm down all of that stuff, just let them walk away. Just let them leave. So with the whole the customer is always right thing, if they're yelling at you, if they're causing a scene, no, you do not have to stand there and be like, Yes, you are so right. I am so sorry. I am an awful person. You are so right, Karen. Blah, blah, blah. You don't have to do that. But just uh, don't give them anything. Don't, like, just don't fuel the fire. Don't give them anything to come back at you on. Don't get them all worked up even more than they already are. Just, just kind of look at them and be like, really? You're really going to act like this? Like, okay, goodbye. I'll let you walk away. It's not a loss for me. Goodbye. Because honestly, even if it's a small business and you're thinking, oh, I if I lose one customer, that's going to hurt my profits. If I lose one customer, then, you know, I'm not going to have as much work that I could be doing and then I'm going to feel like a failure, blah, blah, blah. I can promise you the people that cause problems, the people that talk down on you, to try and get a discount, the people that try to go every which way to just get a cheaper price and all of that stuff, those are not people that you want to be your customers in the first place. You want customers that value your work, that understand why you price the way that you do. They understand what goes into the product that they're trying to buy. And that goes into the whole being transparent, being honest about what you're doing, all of that. But the people that are causing all of those issues, those are not people that you want to be a customer in the first place. So don't view it as a loss. Just view it as a lesson. You know, it's like, okay, maybe if someone acts this way again, here's going to this. This is going to be my response so that I'm not blindsided by it. I don't freak out about what's happening. I don't get upset because that's another thing. The customers that yell at you and call you names and you know, just say like, oh, well, I can get this cheaper somewhere else. You're being ridiculous. That's an awful price, blah, blah, blah. Those are the kind of people that want to make you feel bad. They will basically gaslight you into thinking you are in the wrong until they get what they want out of you. And if you can just stand there and just kind of look at them and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about what you're saying. You can walk away. 
They're not going to get what they want. They are going to walk away. They're not going to come back. It's not a loss. It's a lesson. You can let them leave and everything's going to be perfectly fine. So with the customer is always right. Don't let someone walk all over you. Don't let someone make you feel bad about just putting your foot down about, you know, being a business owner. Because if you're a business owner and you want to make a profit, you you don't have much room for negotiation, right? You set your prices at what they are for a reason. And you can tell people that reason on your website, on your social media, so that they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. They know exactly what to expect. And you know that when people reach out, They've already seen your pricing. They've already seen what goes into it. They're understanding. They value your work. And then that whole business and customer relationship throughout the process of getting their order ready and emails and phone calls, it's going to go over so smooth. It's going to be such a nicer process when you both have respect for each other as opposed to someone trying to negotiate the price the entire time, someone talking down on you, telling you, oh, I can get it cheaper elsewhere, blah, blah, blah. If they keep saying that, please let them, okay? Please let them. And also with this, like I said, with small businesses, it can kind of feel like, oh man, if I lose this one customer... I, like, my business is done. If I get one bad review, my business is done. If I don't book this order, even though they're asking for a much cheaper price, that wouldn't really give me any profit. But, you know, it's better than absolutely nothing, and I can't really afford to lose an order right now. If that is how you look at your business, I want to let you know that if you are going to book every single customer that reaches out, then that means you are charging way too little for your products. And then if you find yourself in the constant state of being overwhelmed, you're feeling overworked every single day, but you're still not making the amount of profit that you would like, you should reevaluate your pricing, do some market research to see what others in the area are charging, because if you could raise your prices to where you do lose some of your customers, because you raised your prices, you could do like a third of the amount of work that you're currently doing while still making the exact same profit. And what's the harm in that? What's the harm in that you're working less, not that you're not working at all, but you're working less, you're not feeling overwhelmed all the time, you're not feeling drained, but you're making the same amount of money if you can raise your prices a little bit. And also by doing this, if you raise your prices a little bit, This only goes for if your prices have started out like way too low. But once you raise those prices, the people that do continue to reach out, the people that do still place orders with you after raising your prices, those are the people that really value what you're doing. They really value your work. They love what you do. They want to keep coming back. And those are the people that you want to work with the most, right? You don't want to work with people that don't care about what you're doing or why you're doing it. They just want to get something fast and, you know, they want to have it right away. And that's fine to a certain extent because if, again, you look at it from the customer standpoint, that does make sense from time to time. But do not let people walk all over you. Please do not because at that point, you're going to start second-guessing yourself. You're going to think that your business is failing, blah, blah, blah. 
And there are just people that are trying to make you feel that way so that you lower your prices. But if you could raise them a little bit, then you could kind of filter out the customers that you're getting and you could be left with the people, like I said, that truly value your work. They do want to pay that price and you're just going to be so much happier with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And now, okay, the last point that I'm going to make with the whole the customer is always right thing and the pricing and all of that, if you're hardly receiving any customers at all, then you might need to look at this whole situation from the opposite side. You might need to go back and reevaluate either your pricing to see if it honestly is too expensive. Like if every single customer that's reaching out is saying it's too expensive, if every single estimate that you send out to customers gets ignored, if it really is too expensive compared to the market, then you should probably continue to do some market research, find that sweet spot to where it's not too cheap, to where you have to take on every single order because you're the cheapest in the market, everyone wants to order from you because they're going to spend less money, then you're completely overworked. Whereas, you know, on the other side of that, if it's way too expensive compared to everyone else, you're not going to get any business. So finding that sweet spot where you can still make good money, but you can find the people that actually value what you're doing and want to spend that money, that's where you want to be. So if you are finding yourself, honestly, either way, if you're way too overwhelmed with the amount of work that you have, or if you're overwhelmed at the fact that you have no work, that you aren't getting any orders, just reevaluate the market, kind of see where everyone else is at, do some research. It's not hard. Just get on Google, type in your business and the area that you live, start reading articles, start looking at the different data that's been collected. You can do it. I know you can. And once you do that market research, you can start kind of adjusting your price here and there, kind of go down, maybe go up, see what people like most. And okay, obviously the customers are going to like the cheaper price, right? But I'm saying see what kind of gives you the level of clientele that you want and also the work-life balance that you want, if that makes sense. And if you are noticing that you're not getting any customers at all, it could also be an issue of whatever the product or service that you're selling is. Maybe it's not a desired product in your area. Maybe it's just not something that people want to buy. Maybe you need to level up your customer service, the way you talk to people, all of that. And, you know, like I said, with the whole the customer is always right, if someone's yelling at you and being an absolute jerk, just don't fuel the fire. Don't yell back at them. Don't write something mean about them on social media. Don't do any of that. You do you. They can do them. Life goes on. Like I said, it is not a loss. It's a lesson. There are some people that you do not want to be involved in your life that constantly cause issues, that, you know, constantly just, just they're, they're ugly people. And those are not people that you want to be your customers. You want to work with people, like I said, that value you, that love you, that appreciate what you do. And then in turn, you value them, you love them, you appreciate them. And the whole business to customer relationship is going to be so much better. It's going to be such a more exciting experience. They're going to feel more welcome. You're going to feel more appreciated. It's just the nicest feeling, I can promise you. And again... I am not an expert. I still have times where I am, 
you know, maybe I have a certain order that's booked and I come to find out, oh, this this person isn't really great to work with. I don't love working with this person. Maybe I shouldn't have taken on this order. If I knew it would have been this whole situation, I would have doubled the price or something. I feel like we've all experienced that from time to time and it's going to happen. It always will. Nobody's perfect. No situation is perfect. Everything's going to be okay though. If you can just recognize some of the things that might be going wrong in your business or in the company that you work for or whoever you work for, whatever. If you can recognize those and sit yourself down and be like, okay, how can I make this better for myself? Do I need to raise my prices? Do I need to lower my prices? Do I need to figure out what people in my market are doing, you know, in a better way? Because, you know, some people... They start a business, they have no idea what the market looks like. They don't do any market research. They don't know any of their competition. They don't know what the customers are looking for. And then that's when you get into the whole, does anyone actually want this product? Is this sustainable? Can I do this for five to 10 years? All of that stuff. Just make sure that you are aware of what you're doing in your business. You're aware of what's happening. And I would say... Do like a little quarterly meeting with yourself. Just sit yourself down, look at your numbers, look at the engagement on your social media, do some reviews, you know, ask your customers to leave reviews and then go through the things that they write, see if you can change anything, see what you can do to not only better your business, but better yourself. Make sure you're providing the best possible thing for your customers. Make sure you're putting your best foot forward and then both sides are just going to be happier in the end, I promise you. And yes, it's so much easier said than done. There are some situations that can be so annoying where you don't even want to deal with it. You don't even want to evaluate it, figure out what you could have done differently. I'm well aware of that. But when it comes to the business side of things, if you're trying to make a profit to support yourself, to support your life, your lifestyle, pay your bills, all of that, it is very important to look at the numbers, to see what you're bringing in, to see how much you're spending, to see the customer's reviews, to elevate your website and your social media, make sure you're going along with some of the trends to keep everything up to date, things like that. And saying it all out loud, it is overwhelming. It absolutely can be. But if you just set some time aside on your calendar, if you have a free day, jot it down on your calendar that you need to spend like an hour or two just kind of evaluating what you've been up to, seeing if you can change anything, seeing if you want to bring anything new to the table to make things more exciting for yourself and also more exciting for the customer so that you can stay up to date, you can keep people engaged and excited about what you're doing. There are so many ways to grow your business, so many ways to fix issues that have happened in the past or are currently happening. It is not the end of the world. If you have some really awful and upset customers from time to time, it is not the end of the world. I promise you, things happen. Everyone knows that when people read your reviews, I'm sure they'll understand, eh, this person sounds kind of crazy. The the product was probably perfectly fine, but, you know, things happen. 
it's not the end of the world if you have to sit down and reevaluate and change things about your business. That is actually for the better. You're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to learn more about your customers, about your employees, about what you want to do in the future moving forward. And that's how you grow your business. That's how you make it sustainable for yourself. If you just sit in the same place every single day and you're never growing, but you always feel overworked, you always feel overwhelmed because the numbers aren't looking how you want them to look and you're getting bored with your work because you haven't changed anything in a while and you don't really know where you're going to be in five years and all of that, you can always better yourself. You can always make a change. And you can just literally just sit down and reevaluate what you've been doing. Go through your social media. See if there's anything you want to change, anything you kind of want to take to the next level. Just level it up a little bit. Do the same for your website. Again, read your customers' reviews. See if there's anything you could change there. Um, it's just there, there are so many things you can do. And so I hope that this wasn't boring. I hope I wasn't rambling too much. I feel like I repeated the same thing over and over again, but I hope it was somewhat educational and somewhat entertaining. There are probably a million different business red flags that I will see throughout running my business. Again, I started in like the summer of 2021, so it hasn't been two years yet. I'm very new to this. My business is very small, okay? Um, There are definitely things that I'm going to learn throughout the time that I'm running my business, and I'll continue to make episodes about it because I absolutely love talking about it. I love working through it in my head and then saying it out loud and then coming up with different solutions, different ideas, all of that. I think this is so fun. I love doing this podcast. I hope this was interesting for you. If there are things you want me to talk about, specifically relating to business. I'm going to have like on Spotify, they started doing like little Q&As that you can do for each podcast episode. I'm going to do like a little poll, a little fill in the blank, short answer kind of Q&A. So if you want to see anything specific or hear anything specific about business, about baking, behind the scenes, anything like that, just let me know. I would love to do more episodes specifically on my business. Um, Also, for the podcast, if you want to rate it five stars, go for it. That would be awesome. You just, on Spotify, hit the little five stars. That's all you have to do. It doesn't take you to another website or anything where you have to leave a whole review. Just hit five stars. That would be amazing. That would make me so happy. I would really appreciate it. Since we're talking about business, if you want to go see mine, you can follow me on Instagram at BankoBake. Just B-A-N-K-O-B-A-K-E, Banco Bake. I post reels. I post photos. I post on my story. I do Q&As over there. I love it so much. I have such an amazing time with it. It is my dream job. And that's another reason I like talking about this because it just makes me so happy. It really does. But I hope you are all doing so well. I hope you're having an amazing day, an amazing week. And I will see you for the next episode of Pure Nonsense next week. Bye.